Salutation Shades, and welcome back to your one-stop shop for all things strange and unusual talking with shadows. The conversation everyone has, but no one wants to admit to. Here with your host, Vic Whaley. And Marcus D. And we are back after my self-inflicted timeout of parenting. <laughs> Finally able to get back into the studio to record another great episode for you guys. Really excited to be back. I've been chomping at the bit to be able to get in here and just and to do another episode for you guys. I'm, like, super excited about this today. I also have some good news to share. Mm -hmm. For those of you who have been to, like, some of the uh, meetups and hangouts that we've had on Discord for mm -hmm. the patrons, so you guys know that I've taken up boxing, and I am going to be competing in the Golden Gloves in March here in Indiana. And I'm going to be there in the front row going, knock them out, <laughs> knock them out, of course, talking to your uh, opponent. <laughs> I, I, I knew you'd be there to root against me. I, I knew that that would be oh, a thing. Man. No, I, you know, I had a friend that passed away during COVID that would come watch, the, that wanted to come watch me do comedy, but he always talked about the reason he wanted to come watch comics was not to see them do well, but to see them bomb terribly and he was like super excited to just come That's watch horrible. me i know right he's like i'm gonna come see i'm gonna come see you marcus so like, i'll be the front row i'm like i don't want you to come because you're trying to put a curse on me that is not happening that is not happening but yet you want to do that to me no well maybe you know it's a little funnier because of violence it's, it's okay funny. it's okay i do i do better when i'm behind Wait, the rock. you were there you were there for my very first uh, attempted doing comedy, and I, that's, I was, what I, that's what I would was, call it. That's what I would call it. It was a noble effort. Yes, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was definitely doing comedy, uh, not necessarily doing comedy well, uh, but you know, come on, you know, practice makes perfect. So, yeah. or practice makes you get knocked out. We'll see, in front of a crowd of people. We'll see. Okay, so yes. comments from our last episode. No drinks, because I'm drinks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're, bust we're, out the drink. We're drinking some very impressive stuff because we are recording this in the morning, yes. and we don't want to be drunk in the morning. I, yes, I have to drive my daughter, so I cannot uh, be partaking in alcohol just at this exact moment. But I am going to be drinking a drink that I accidentally purchased: a Sprite Winter. Spiced cranberry. That sounds freaking awesome. I, How do you accidentally buy I that? I was at the store and I picked one of these up and did not realize what it was. I am drinking a Cherry Coke Zero and a Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee. Looks like ginger ale. Does it taste like ginger ale? Mm. Mine just tastes like awesome and cherry. It it tastes like it tastes like bad ginger ale. And then cranberry comes in to save the day, like right at the, <laughs> like right at the very end. That's what it does. Man, I love cranberry. It's cranberry like, is one I, of my favorite. It's flavors. like I got you, buddy. I'm like, I'm gonna save from this terrible, terrible, terrible ginger ale. Mm. All right, if you did not check out our last episode, it was one of my favorite that I've done uh, so far for this year. We did an episode on megalodon, an underwater cryptid slash real creature, yeah. <laughs> whether or not if it's still existing today. So definitely go over and check that out. I absolutely... Cryptid in the sense that it did definitely yeah. once upon a time exist. <laughs> yeah, like it, it maybe does still exist. Unlike Mothman, which we have no flipping clue. Yeah, we're not 100% sure. So it's the best 
way to cat to categorize it. Just mega mega fauna, you know. That might still be around. Um, patrons, uh, Sarah, OG patron, by the way. Just don't remember that. Orcas are out there taking taking out yachts, being problem uh, being problems money can't solve. They could definitely take out a megalodon. Yeah, yeah, I actually feel like that they would really screw up and drive them out of any range the megalodon would be in. Yeah, yeah. like they, uh, yeah, and I know what she's talking about taking out the yachts. I don't remember if we actually said it in the episodes or not, but I know that there were some orcas I want to say outside of Spain that have been like just harassing just like large, just boats. Yeah, orcas have really interesting behavior like they're not always straight up aggressive towards humans which is weird because they're pretty much straight up aggressive towards everything else yeah but they definitely can be very aggressive towards humans and like their ability to socialize and work as a team make them exceptionally dangerous and never believe the myth that there's never been a recorded attack on a human by an orca because there absolutely have there absolutely have been there's a reason why they're called killer whales just saying I'm just saying they they often tend towards true, being true. like so okay. They're never sociable to anything pretty much except for each other and occasionally humans. Right, right. Uh, Elizabeth Siebert says, "Thanks for mentioning that stupid Discovery Channel doc they made. So many of them, it's annoying, especially with the dragon one that they made." Oh, that's a oh, that's a good one too. Man, they always ruin just everything. That, well, they ruin everything in the paranormal. I did enjoy the dragon one, but only because, like, I was very aware that this was a mockumentary. Right, 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 right. Like, I felt like on that one, at least, like, in the circles I ran in, it was, we were all talking about before it came out, and we all knew ahead of time um, that it was going to be, like, a, a what-if series. <laughs> unlike, unlike the mermaid one, which got they, a lot of yeah. us. It was yeah. Insane. It was like, like, I, I, I watched, like, some of it, and I'm, like, uh, shortly into it, I'm, like, No. No, no way. way. There's, There's no, no flipping. <laughs> I am Sfeel says, thank you. Someone else agrees with me that people shouldn't be in the ocean. Also, what I have to say is it's not shark infested water. It's where they're supposed to be. Okay, that's true. That is exactly where they're supposed to be. But why avoid the ocean? I love the ocean. If humans were meant to be in the water, we'd have gills and flippers. Okay, I'm well, just saying. We already have a skin more similar to aquatic mammals than we do terrestrial Have you never seen, like, those videos on YouTube where it's like, what would happen if you stayed for 48 hours in the ocean? More like, similar, not exactly like, the same. You would, like, turn into a California raisin. Yes, yes, I, I, I have been in water long enough to prune before. I was on the swim team. I said 48 hours. That's like, like, it's, it's just, it is just bad news. It is bad news, Barry. Like, it's, you're going to turn into a situation where, like, orcas are going to become attracted and come eat you now. <laughs> that That's what's going to happen. Because they're out there hunting for things that look like raisins. Yes, yes. And I have... <laughs> Don't, the, the don't question the California raisins, the natural play, prey of the killer well. We, we also just showed our, our age there by mentioning the California raisins. I don't like vaguely recall what they were. Our entire fan base of 20-year-olds is now having to Google right now, what are the California raisins? I'll, I'll save you all some time. They were used to try to sell people on eating raisins. <laughs> they were like raisins with arms and legs and faces, like oddly detailed faces, like creepily yeah. kind of cursed detailed faces. And I think they played jazz, maybe. And was it jazz? Yeah, they played. Yeah, they played jazz music and musical instruments. And there's a hundred percent of what I know about them. Yeah, and uh, I th- and they were oh the cutting edge of te- some of the cutting edge technology of claymation at the time oh, yeah, whenever yeah. whenever they came out it was like Wallace and Gromit, Gumby. 
and the California raisins. Like that was that was that was it leading claymation. We have them to thank for for Nightmare Before Christmas for why okay, that movie that is a master cool. for that why that movie is a masterpiece. Thank you, California raisins. Okay, and of course, Avis Rex, I'm going to mention your comment because uh, you had reached out to me about this. Megalodon being alive is a pet peeve of mine for years. It's like the Rick Roll of the possibly non-extinct group of cryptids. That said, some great whites have been found larger and recorded, and according to the fossil record, they actually replaced the bigger sharks as well. Populations changed and migrations changed. The men got out, uh, got outcompeted and starved out. Love, crypt, uh, love you too, as you know. Uh, this one hill, this is one hill I'd croak on. Wait, 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 wait! Did I just get a agreement from Avis Rex? who definitely knows way more about paleontology <laughs> than me, was my theory validated? No. I, I, this sounds like a validation that, from Avis Rex, that, who knows way more about paleontology than me. That, I'm taking this as a W, a big W. Nope, nope, I'm just saying, I think this is one of those examples in which I think these smarty pants in the room don't know what they're talking <laughs> about, because as we all lay people know, there are giant, massive 30-foot sharks swimming in the ocean, Waiting to get you the second you put any toes in the water. That is that is psychopathic. <laughs> right there. Isn't they are waiting to get you. you I, I'll never understand your fear of the ocean. It is just, that is, I tell people that I'm a shark attack survivor. Because I have yeah, never been in the ocean. Never been in the ocean. Never been attacked by a shark. Yeah, no, I, I normally would let you finish your joke. But it's not the first time you've done this no, joke on the channel. I know. I know, I've turned into a dad, so I'm just repeating my dad jokes over and over. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, I, so this was funny. So, right about the time that we were deciding to do the uh, do, do another episode, my daughter had started telling me that she was getting scared to sleep by herself at night. And she did. And I said, and I said, well, what's what's got you scared? And she goes, monsters. And I said, well, what kind of monsters? And she goes, bears. She's like, <laughs> and I'm like, baby, there are no bears. In Evansville, that is not the monsters you need to worry about. So then we decided to make an episode of the monsters you should be scared of in the state of Indiana because they might be here. You also, wait, did you take the time to explain that bears are like real and not monsters? I she wouldn't understand the difference. So we're a bear documentary. Like that bear, like that the bears are okay. No, I, I, well, sure, yeah, for the most part, they're okay. Oh no, I'll show. I know what I'll show. I'll show like when grizzlies attack. <laughs> like uh... you know. Come on, like no, no, like you know. Do I'm that, not saying that bears is an irrational fear. Okay, do that and enjoy like checking under a bed for bears the rest of your life. Uh, no, so I said, baby, you don't need to be scared of bears. You know, but there are some monsters here in Indiana that you probably do need to be scared. Of, do need to be scared of because there are probably some really out there. No, I did not tell you that. But oh, okay. For. <laughs> <laughs> But that was, but that was Which funny. Which is what we're talking about today. We're yeah. talking about some obscure Indiana cryptids, <sighs> and I am excited about it. There, are, there, are, there are a whole bunch of like really cool like cryptids like in the state of Indiana that most people just are not aware of. Now, if, if you've known in the past, we've done, um, we've done a couple of the big ones. Like we've done the Beast of Busco, the Crawfordsville Monster, and uh, the Green Club Beast. Yeah, and Which, a few others. Well, yeah, I think. Well, I I said like the big the big yeah, ones. Yeah, like yeah. I think if you ask like the layperson in the paranormal about cryptids in the state of Indiana, those one of those three are probably gonna get gonna get mentioned. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, I mean we throw a festival every year for the Beast of Busco, which is really cool. Which is cool. Um, so, so like I, I guess I'll start with one that I really thought was kind of interesting. 
I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. excited. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, the Bremen Troll Bridge. Uh, you know, the Bourbon Troll or the Troll of Bremen, if you want to call it. I've also heard the Troll of Little Egypt. Like this, this, this particular cryptid has a whole bunch of just different names. Oh yeah, I went down a big rabbit hole on this thing maybe like ten years ago in my personal research, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you all this. Back then, it was a real shallow rabbit hole, and I couldn't make any headway. So yeah. when you went to talk about today, I got super excited. Well, it stuck. It stuck out to me because how many times have we done? How many times have we done like haunted bridges or other types of cryptids, and you run into usually one of three types of typical cryptids? You run into a Bigfoot type monster. Some sort of plesiosaur type monster, or you'll see like a black dog, you know, type type monster. And so, you know, something that's like there's like a legit troll under, like might be under a bridge. I thought like this is definitely one that stands out to me. I've always wanted to go there, but it's like okay, I know I live in Indiana, but we live in the most southern part of Indiana, and it is way up north. Like it is a drop. Yeah, it's up in Marshall County, which is like just one county away from Michigan. It's almost about as far away from us as you can typically get like you know we watched the, you know we're like we're way down here and it's way up there um and it's a and so this is a this is a, a bridge um that is over the yellow river up there in marshall county and supposedly this seven to eight foot tall troll lives under this bridge and the story goes if you drive your car over the bridge turn your car off supposedly there's all sorts of stuff where the troll will come out, it'll chase your car, it'll mess your car up, it'll throw stuff at you, uh, yell at you, all these other sorts of things. Uh, can you name another famous troll that's just living under a bridge? Like, story? Uh, In modern day? Yeah. See? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why this one's just... Ju- that's what I'm saying. Like, we've done a lot of particular haunted trolls, or sorry, haunted bridges, and... You know, there's Goatman type uh, Goatman yeah. stories and um, other ones with just ghosts and specters and all sorts of other spooks and stuff that are that are out there. And this one just seems to just be a very unique thing that I didn't that I didn't know of another one. Okay, back when I had researched this a long time ago, as far as descriptions of what it looked like outside of being tall. Hmm? were very hard for me to find. Were mm-hmm. you able to find anything past that? No, I I, I, I didn't. Just that they were supposed to be really big and people said they did. But what I what I what I did find when I think was helpful when, when I was looking at this was if you type this in and, and I really like doing this on scripts because when this is always something that really annoys me. Whenever I like look up a video on YouTube or I watch somebody talking about a particular type of cryptid, they're always typically just reading a cryptid wiki yeah. or the Wikipedia word for word. Like they'll spice it up, but I can tell specifically that they're doing this. So what I like to do, and I think that's helpful when you, when I see this is any place that has comments, because if you, when you, re, when you see, when you start reading these comments, you really start to see some additional things and it might even explain why particularly that we might not be having as many sightings of the troll as you think. Really? Yes, because there was multiple times in which people were commenting that live in that particular area or that had been up there, and they talked about having bizarre encounters. There were multiple people that talked about having getting grievously injured being up there. Like one particular individual that said that they had gotten out of their car, and the next and the next thing they know, they felt this incredible pressure on their wrist, and their wrist was broken. 
Like, did they see something reach out? No, no, they didn't. They, like, oh. it was like this invisible force that grabbed them and did this. And it, and that's another element too. Another part of the story. There's another one where it was like a group of like six or seven people that had gone out there and they were messing around and they didn't see anything. They don't know what was going on. And the next thing they know, some one of them got pushed incredibly hard. Not off the bridge or anything like that, but they got pushed really hard to, with enough force that it cracked ribs. Oh, that is, that that's something I, I've learned a bit about lately. And yeah. cracking ribs is not exactly you, you can't do it with a small amount of force. Like right. I've taken a lot of blo- body blows over the last few months, and nothing's got near to cracking a rib. You got to hit something right. pretty damn hard to actually crack them. Yeah. Um, and I and I just I found that really interesting because that's really not like. Maybe the wrist one, I think I've heard of some, like, either shadow people stories or some, like, poltergeist stories or something, like, maybe that aggressive. But, like, definitely not somebody who was just shoved so hard that 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 it broke ribs. Because that's not an easy thing to do from just a standing position. This, okay, this brings up two initial thoughts of mine. Mm-hmm. The first one is bridges being liminal spaces. Mm -hmm. And they seem to draw strange and unusual behavior in general. Um, Like tons of like, even if like I'm just talking about within like an hour drive of where we're standing right now, Mm -hmm. I can think easily of about six haunted bridges. It's just a real common thing. And we have a lot of bridges here in Indiana. Um, so it could be a liminal connection. The other thing is I, I'm dredging up some obscure Scandinavian and mm-hmm. um, like English folklore here. But I want to say I have read connections of trolls and curses. Mm-hmm. And the curses are always like these vague misfortunes. So there also could be a connection somewhere in that area. Because, like, I, I really want to say that there is a connection between trolls and curses. It's just, like, I don't recall it off the top of my head any specific details about it. Just that, like, this connection exists somewhere within my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, and so it was... It, it was just something that was... And, and one of the things, too, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this as a criticism for the legend. Because I think if... When you're looking at a legend, I, I try to look at some inconsistencies. And so one of the the elements of people claiming that they were running into something when they were out there was individuals saying that, like, it'll throw rocks at you or it'll hurl something at you. So one of the things that I found that seemed to be absent, though, from a lot of stories. Don't worry, I'm going to bring back one that's going to tie this in. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to tie yeah. this in the end. But you would think that if it involves your car and it's hurtling stuff that you would see a lot more instances of people describing their car being particularly damaged. Um, you know, because I mean, if you've ever driven behind a car that has like a rock yeah, that's yeah. going 30, 30 miles an hour or something, something like that, that, I mean, we end up cracking our windows. windows. It's not that, that difficult for that to do. Um, I also had another, but, uh, there was another instance though, because of, I know of a people, they stopped their car and then there was a very loud, Whack thing that they felt, and their car shook whenever whenever the car was there. Like it was with enough force that it caused it to move. But it was more like a, a whack than a thud. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, a, like yeah, a yeah, rock. Yeah. It, was, it was full pushing yeah. it. It was full something that like actually just broke, like uh, just had hit the car, hit the car, and caused it to move. 
Okay. So, so like, like this, this is starting to take on either it's very stealthy, which yeah, yeah sure, maybe, or some apparitional vibes. My other thought is uh, to kind of back up your thing. Yeah. Usually, like uh, with rocks, if it's sticking around the river, it's usually like around here. When you look under a bridge, you don't see small rocks. It's either mud. Or it's big rocks. Right. Now, I don't know what the bank of this specific river is like. I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. no, go, go. So there's a, so there's a really cool video by Forrest Depoy um, back from 2014 where they went out. It was a videographer that they went out to look at, actually, like, take a look at the bridge. That was something I was curious about. I'm like, how are there stories of people looking under this damn bridge? <laughs> and if you go, if you look under it, it's not that, it's not that, I mean, it's it looks like something that a homeless person might sleep under, but it's it's not. Like something that a seven, eight foot tall person would, would like comfortably live under. Like my favorite part of it was when they looked down there, goes, look what we found under the bridge, and they pointed down there, and there's a big, and there's a beaver dam. That they did. The clever troll has transformed into a beaver dam today. <laughs> that's how it hides. <laughs> Just Trolls are very clever. That's true. When they're assuming they're not. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, no one's ever gonna, no one's ever gonna, like, no one's gonna figure this out. I make them think that there's a beaver, that there's a beaver living under here. But like, yeah, like, kind of going to one of the things you brought up was something that I had concluded in my research years ago as being a likely possibility was that there could just be like a tallish homeless person living under the bridge. Yeah. Um, like some of the accounts that I had found, like, had alluded to it being hairy but like at the same time humans can be hairy um we sometimes wear clothes that can look hairy and yes seven eight feet tall is on a pretty extreme for a human but like i i mean both me and you are we're above six feet and i know people like misestimate my height all, all the time, time. yeah so humans are bad humans are very humans are very bad at that and i think people oftentimes to forget that like Homeless people do live in the country. Like there are people oh, yeah. in the country that are homeless, and if you're going to like stay somewhere, I probably under a bridge might not be the worst place to do it. Yeah, but one of the other things I'll say is, um, in the country, homeless people usually don't stick around for a long period of time. That's also because there's a yeah. lack of resources available for them in the country. There's not mm-hmm. a lot of orgs out there that are going to um, kind of help them out. That's usually why they tend to migrate towards um, towards cities. And also, like, if you're going to Panhandle or something, you want an area with higher traffic, also a city. So, I would doubt, it would at least be uncommon for a aggressive homeless person who's aggressive enough to be throwing rocks at cars and things like that to be existing in under a country bridge for long enough for it to cement into an element of folklore. That That part seems unusual for me. Unless this is something that happened and the folklore evolved abnormally quickly or for some reason he did maintain in that area for a long period of time. But the thing is, like, if you're a homeless person living under a bridge throwing rocks at cars and people are talking about someone being there throwing rocks in cars, either the police are going to show up and chase you off or you're going to have to move on to greener pastures. I I just don't... That, that's my one big issue with oh, it, sure. is that, like, it just doesn't seem re- like it, it would exist realistically long enough to create folklore. So, some of the stuff that I thought that was really interesting, though, uh, about this particular area is you, we've always talked a lot, too, about how there's some 
bizarre occult like practices that sometimes go down within rural communities. Yeah. And so there was two Actually we'll be getting into some of that on the stuff I'm talking about. So there was about. two really interesting things that I noticed. So in 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 Forrest's video that he posted in 2014 when he went out there and then come up to this bridge, um I was really interested in the video because one of the things I like, I like the graffiti you see in a lot yeah, of these no, places. That is very important to examine right. occultic graffiti. That's I, one of the things I always look for. I didn't see any on there that I saw other than, uh, like, I didn't really see any. But what was really weird was there was these two animal skulls that, oh. and they were kind of, like, suspiciously clean. I mean, I don't know. It's not like they were, like, you know, red and had, like, muscle stuff on there. But it was two, like, small animal heads that were like just resting on the guardrail by there. Really? Yeah. Like it one looked small, like it may have been a chipmunk. One looked a little bit bigger, might have been like a raccoon or something, maybe a possum or something like that. Looked like it was like slightly bigger than that. But those there was it was definitely a small squirrel, chipmunk, rabbit, like something like that sort of small. And then there was a there was a slightly bigger animal that they had that was resting there. Uh, was the animal also basically bone? It was just the two skulls. Okay, so it's just like two skulls, both of them relatively clean. Yep. That seems really odd to yep. me. I'm halfway tempted to run upstairs and get Ellie, who knows a fair amount about taxidermy. Mm-hmm. And then there was to pester about. It. Maybe we'll say that for the patron segment. Yeah. And there was another con- and there was another comment where somebody was from the area that was talking. Because another thing too, I'm like, why? Because a lot of people for some reason just get hyper focused on the concept of this thing maybe living under the bridge when there's a i guess a slightly wooded ish area like that's that's visible from there it's not like huge or maybe you know but it's not i don't think it's big enough for something to hide it but somebody in the comment section and another blog that was posting the story was talking about that they were out there in that particular area around the turn and one of the things that they saw was somebody had hung chicken bones dangling from a tree branch in that area it's really interesting. Okay, okay. Before we go any further, I want to throw out. Some, <laughs> I told you. Some I told you. Was, I'm telling the comment section can add some really weird stuff. Okay, the I got more. Thing, just I'm okay. telling you. But well, no, I want to get into it. But I want to throw out a few things first. Yeah. Um. A lot of this is mm-hmm. setting me up with a lot of memories of stuff I recall. Yeah. Um. The first thing I want to talk about is one that did occur in a liminal space associated with a cryptid. Uh, I was out, and I visited this area a few times because it's one of my favorite um, nearby uh, paranormal spots to visit. And I know some of you who are veterans of the channel might have heard this story before. Um, I was in Brazil, Indiana, looking for the bar guys of Brazil, Indiana. It's on this specific road. So it's me, Ellie's with me, Adam Mathers is with me, and then one other person is with me. Uh, it's, if I recall correctly, October, it's cold as heck, it's kind of late October, and we're driving down the road that it's supposed to be on, and we're uh, getting ready to kind of do, like, the little flash of lights ritual to make the, um, to make the bar guys appear. We're driving along, and then we hear this sound from under the car, and we're like, okay, something might have just went very wrong. We have no clue what the heck that was, we didn't hit anything. So, so I get out to check the tires. I grab my flashlight because, you know, I'm a paranormal investigator and I'm not too dumb to carry a flashlight. Always carry flashlights with you. Um, so I'm looking at the tires. Everything seems okay. I give them a thorough look over. I'm not like the greatest at checking tires, but I can tell if one's flat or not. 
So it seems to be fine, and I look up from, like, the tires to the fence that's literally right across from where, like, we heard this sound, where, and we're on the, the road for the Bargeist. And there's no kidding a freaking corpse of a dog, heavily decayed but not cleaned yet, split along the ribs rib cage and just hung up on the fence, not probably 10 feet, maybe 15 feet from where I'm standing, where they, we heard this weird sound that caused me to get out of the car. And we never, and it's a slightly brushy area, so we would not have seen this if not for that. It's just another case of weirdly presented carrion. Boom, right there. And I just called for everyone to get out of the car and come see the, the craziness I just found. Um, and I think there has to be a connection to this is a place where Bargeist are sighted and there's a Dead dog hanging on display. And there's no way the dog corpse just ended up there. It's not like the a car had hit it and it landed there. It was clearly set up in that position. And I have no explanation of this behavior beyond this, except for maybe it's someone taking a swing at med- a medieval magic called apotropaicism, where you either, and I know this is going to sound confusing, there's two sides of the apotropaic coin. There's like repels like. You take a dog, you sacrifice it in an area to drive off a more spiritual or monstrous dog. Mm-hmm. There's also the other side of the coin where it's like attracts like, where you do the same thing <laughs> and the goal is to summon it. Now, I know it doesn't make sense, but that's it's medieval magic. It right. doesn't always make a whole lot of sense. But like, there's no other signs of occultism in the area, so I can't say that that's what was going on. But the whole encounter was very weird, but also somewhat reminiscent of what we're talking about. Like, so we're and it's still in the area of Indiana. Mm-hmm. The other thought is there was some, there was sometimes some weird occulty stuff going on in the woods where I grew up, and sometimes you'd run into like some odd uh-huh. things. Um, sometimes you'd run into like bones hanging in trees, parts of animals nailed onto trees. Sure. Um, skulls hanging from tree branches of deer and stuff like that, which I know you can use to dry, but when you're in the middle of nowhere and you find a whole tree of them, someone's not coming back for those or they're killing like 40 deer. Right. Which is over the limit. Over the limit. <laughs> <laughs> 40 deer, too many. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. some oh. of it was clearly ritualistic. Yeah. Oh, speaking of uh, Bargeist, uh, large black dogs, that was another That was another comment story somebody was talking about. What? Tell yeah. me more. So the whole, keep, remember, because when we were talking about setting up this story, there's also not only the bridge, but, like, not, like, a mile or so, like, not too far from there, there's supposedly, like, a haunted cemetery. So there's a whole bunch of weird paranormal stuff that goes on between the cemetery to, to the bridge. And one time someone was talking, to, particularly about the time they were driving down that particular road, coming around the corner, and out from the woods, a giant black dog jumped out and, like, ran its body into the into the back part of their car. Troll dog. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, that is actually very common bar guys yeah. along the road behavior. It's also yeah. similar to what we've heard of other sort of, like, just large, bizarre dogs. Yeah. Um, about like just that, which, which seems odd. Like it doesn't seem like regular behavior, mm-hmm. but just no, it's definitely not the first time I've heard of a bar guy behaving in this yeah. way. And so one of the interesting things too, that I, that I also discovered from people that were taught that were commenting that lived particularly in the area or that had been out there was they also were out to the bridge. 
um, into the cemetery too within that road. They talk a lot about how that they get chased by cars, mysterious cars that literally will come. And I don't mean like, like, like the times that we've been out to Dogtown and people like roll up flash or lights, they'll follow you. I mean, like coming up behind your oh, bumper. So this is like more intense than Dogtown. Yeah, like stuff. coming up behind your bumper, trying to like rear in the back of their car, chase chasing them around until they until they leave and they leave the area. You know, Interesting. Uh, and there was multiple different types of cars that they talked about. This a lot of SUVs, which I think would be weird because I think if there's which by the way. Something that you don't typically see, by the way, in uh, real rural America is a bunch of guys driving SUVs, by the way, like country guys driving SUVs. Typically, I'm typically going to, I'm going to see a truck. If I'm gonna, if I, My dad had an SUV. I'm, not, I'm and just, a truck. I'm just, I'm just maybe <laughs> both, but I'm just saying like when we were followed the one time it was by a truck. Uh, Yeah, we were, we've been followed by trucks and cars out there. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't want to sign sign my life onto this this fake contract here, but like I don't recall it ever being an SUV. But I don't want to say I'm it never was. Weird. But anyway, but like if if it was just people that, but there was a lot of stories about people being followed when they come up to the bridge and being chased out of the area. Now, granted, you could probably chop this off to locals like. Like it's still Kansas, not wanting people to be around, or no, just no, no. trying to run no, them no, off. No, no, no. This is this is more intense. Okay, the stuff that we deal with out in Dogtown, with people like trying to pull us over, flashing lights at us, and then when we do stop, because you know we're not savages, someone tries. To I'm not down, stopping maybe. the car. Oh, <laughs> I, I totally have. What's on this? In, have, you, have you never been on investigation out there where we actually pulled over when no, someone? No, Ellie did, and I was freaking out in the back seat, going, "Why are we stopping the car?" <laughs> well, who knows? They could be someone in trouble. But either either way, like there's then we become the ones in trouble. <laughs> there, okay. Let me change the way we say. It. There have been times where these people were acting erratic out there, and we did pull over to see what was going on. And when they do, they just straight up like lie to us and tell us weird stuff. Yeah. And it was it's always tough to get us to leave the area. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty bizarre, and that's yeah. pretty borderline on the behavior of what's not okay. But once you get into like. We're being like, like dangerous drivers and stuff. No, no that is past the point of we are a country community and we just don't want you here. This is going into like crazy ass behavior. Yeah. Like, like, the, like I, I grew up out way out in the sticks, way out in the sticks. And like, I, I, I'm from Hayden. There's like almost no one in Hayden. It's, it's a small, isolated community. And someone acting like that would be considered easily unacceptable behavior. Like, easily. But you would also. Doing that sort of thing, you would also rec- probably more than likely recognize the person that's doing it. Yeah, yeah, there's a good chance. Like, you know, you know what everyone drives in the right, community. You know. And that's always something interesting that I found about this is because you typically tend to know most people when you live in a small town or you typically live in an area. And so, like, you, rec- you might be it's more likely to be able to recognize it. And it's always funny. I never, I never see stories of people being able to, like, know that they like, recognize the person doing this. I just, I just thought that was particularly interesting. Yeah, I'm assuming most of these encounters are happening at night. Yep. So we have bar guys' behavior, some things that could be pseudo occultic. We have one for the end. We uh, we have weird behavior from locals, mm-hmm. and we have a troll along with some apparitional behavior. Yeah. And this is all within a small area around the bridge. Yep. This is getting a mile. very interesting. You ready for you ready probably one of the you ready for the weirdest one. I'm ready. 
I have made my body ready for this. Now, outside of just other typical stuff that you can find, particularly in this area, I mean, we could dive deep into it, but I mean, we've only gone a little bit until the, the Patriots section. I want to get your thoughts on this. I mean, also in this area, you there's a giant shadow person story that I that I ran across. Wait, wait, like, like the giant stickman? Yeah. Uh, not stickmen, but like giant shadow person I mean, type story. The I mean, black stickmen are well, basically just yeah. giant shadow people. Yeah. So, correct, yes. Um, seeing that, there's also a similar black ante, like, but with like a white specter that'll run in front of your car that you run, run into orbs at the cemetery. So, this is all a bunch, again, this is just all stuff that. So, this is a zone of high strangeness yeah. at this point. All of that's there as well. And then finally, I came across one really weird encounter somebody had. So. What's something that also trolls are known for being able to do? Like, they could sniff out. Uh, Christians. Yes. They can smell the blood of Christians. Very weird. I know. And no, not really. If you well, look at, like, what was going on in the time period when that myth evolved, like, it do- that part of the myth doesn't exist in early troll lore sure. for what little we know of it. Um, but it, it evolved later and reflected the um, these uh, social problems of the day. I'm going to pose a theory, too. What if the troll itself is not trying to throw rocks or be aggressive to people as a means of being mean, but instead to warn people about something? Oh, uh, interesting. Because okay. there was another interesting thing that I saw that when somebody was encountered this uh, had when they were out there and encountered that they ran into. They were out there one night by the bridge and by that particular area, and they were driving on the road, and they didn't see anything like paranormal. Well, paranormal, true, but... What they ran into was a bunch of people in white coats and white hoods walking with a cross out into the cornfields. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. Wait, so there's also KKK activity there? Out in the area. Oh, holy crud. The worst types. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's getting deep. So. So, And then maybe... I mean, I tell people all the time, man, it's not something our state's particularly proud of, but it is definitely prevalent in the state of Indiana. It has been for... Yeah. We're the, only, we're the only state in the entire country where somebody ran as a Klansman... On that platform. On that platform. Edward Jackson, look him up. He goes, I'm a Klansman and won. <laughs> we're the only oh, state where that effing on, happened. Indiana. It is awful. Um, oh And he was from, by the way, that particular... Is also from that not that particular area, but northern Indiana, by the way. Um, that's where he was born and grew up. Okay. This is also in okay. By the way, this was in the twentieth century. By the way, this was that this wasn't a long time ago. This was within the last ten years. Help me out with this. This is a trend. I don't know if this exists everywhere, but this is a trend I've noticed in Indiana. Yeah. Excuse me. Paranormal places. Often bridges are associated with clan activity. Mm-hmm. Like you'll often notice, like when you're doing dives into like researching an area, you'll often eventually run into, and the clan meets here, and the clan does their ceremonies in this area. To the best of my knowledge, there's not much of a paranormal connection between the clan. Not that they're a group that I know much about, but like... Well, first of all, I'm going to throw that. The clan hates Catholics, by the way. They absolutely hate papies. They like to say this all the particular time. And how much ritualistic shit does the clan do that's bizarre, like, that's anti-Christian too as well? Calling themselves grand wizards, wearing robes, doing weird occultic marches out there in the woods. That's bizarre. That's bizarre crap. Well, I, Sorry, I just had to get that off my chair because I was, I was no, just okay. super annoyed by that. Like, there is that... Okay, 
I would if if there's clan activity in areas where there's a lot of high strangeness, that makes me think of one or two things has occurred. They're doing something to cause high strangeness, or they're gathering in places of high strangeness. I mean, there are other possibilities, but those are the two that immediately jump to mind yeah. as being likelihoods. Um, but I don't, I don't know a lot about clan ritual, but I don't think they're like out there summoning stuff and like other sort of like hyper occultic activity. Well, it's not like the person followed him out there for us to get more of a deeper into the story, but I'm just saying like. I mean, I'm you hoping, see a bunch I'm, of people walking with right robes and carrying a cross, you leave. No, that yeah, is you the go, smart you decision. The way, yeah. I don't think they're safe. And just in case I'm offending any of our listeners who are members of the clan, screw you. Yeah, I don't we, care. I hope that we're offending you. Yeah, I hope so. You are a bad person. And, I want you to feel and bad. And I hope that you get eaten by the troll. Yeah, yeah. the troll bridge. I, I like this argument of the troll is the champion trying to <laughs> drive off, like, having night raids against the clan yeah, yeah. and things like that. Also, like... What do what do trolls hate most elemental wise? Oh, uh, that's about to say bells, but well, yes, yes, bells. But they also what, hate fire. Yeah, yeah. Trolls hate fire. One of the most consistent pieces of troll lore, enough to even make it into D and D. Trolls do not like fire. A lot of stories have trolls being unkillable, except yep. for with fire. Things along those lines. Uh, and they're uh, the clan is that tendency to burn crosses too. <laughs> so. If you don't like Christmas, you don't like fires, and you're a decent person, there's absolutely no reason not to harass yeah. the clan. But, I mean, as far as we know, I mean, imagine, like, some giant troll is living under there. I mean, really, at the end of the day, like, he absolutely, maybe that's the reason why they're actually not messing with your car. Maybe that's the reason why it's just being slightly assertive more than it should be trying to drive somebody off is because it's trying to, like, get people out of the area if it knows there might be some dangerous individuals that it needs to be actually eaten out there in the in the, the rural parts of Marshall County out there. This is, oh, God, there's, there's so many layers to this. Troll, 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 troll. Yes, yes, and I also love trolls. Trolls, okay. No, I'm, that was me rooting as they eat the clans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, like, I've always been a huge fan of trolls, and it's something like you don't get to investigate much in Indiana. Yeah. Like, I kind of figured that there was a chance that I would be so taken with this, we'd talk about it for the full, the full time today, and it looks like that's basically what we did. Yeah, yeah. Because I love talking about this stuff. And also, like, shaking boxes of occultism and bar guys. But, okay. But final? Yeah. Are we to final thoughts? Yeah, yeah, let's give our final thoughts. Okay, you want me to go first? Okay. My first thought is, I think, as the folklore has surfaced on this area, it has done so in a way that's misrepresentative. The, in this area, what comes to my mind when I hear about, like, Little Egypt and things like that is the Troll Bridge. It's an obscure piece of Indiana folklore. Not a lot of people really know about this. But that's the only thing that I was offhand aware of. Um, I think this is bridged into an area of zone of anomaly, which we do have a lot of zones of anomaly in Indiana, but the weird thing is it's polarized. Uh, most of them are either far up north or far down south, because up north you have the Great Lakes, lots of zones of anomaly around the Great Lakes. Sure, sure. When you go down south, we have the Ohio River Valley. Strangest stuff in America happens in the Ohio River Valley, I freaking swear. So Indiana has, like, this sandwich of strange stuff going on. And I think that this might be somehow connected to that polarization of the bizarre here in Indiana. But uh, 
definitely, yeah, I think we've definitely crested the hill into this is a zone of anomaly. And, I, and the only way that we really got to this point when I was looking at this is by going beyond, like, just looking at the wiki or just listening to a YouTube video. Oh, you got like, it. You got have, it. Yeah, taking that extra step and reading the comments because sometimes the comments, like, right from the people will give you, like, a whole bunch more stories and I'll like just put so much more meat on the bone to a story than people will typically realize. Like without like all of this extra stuff that I've added, all of it came from comments from people that people were leaving on different blog posts that I was looking at, YouTube videos that I was looking at, um, the cryptid wiki, like people like like giving their personal accounts and and stuff like this. And I just thought that was particularly super interesting. I'm glad it's grown that way because like when I first started doing my dive into this, this was about ten years ago, and the comment sections were not well built. Like this yep. story hit my yep. radar and I think hit most people's radar about ten years ago. And it was kind of a fresh thing that hit hard, but there's almost no information available at the time. And I'm glad that like it's grown to where you can find additional mm-hmm. information now. Mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of want to go now. I do too. I mean, it's it was it was definitely really interesting. I I was looking at a, I was looking at a, a a book excerpt on uh um you know, Indiana Cryptids. It was called Indiana Cryptids Mysterious Monsters in the Hoosier State by Les Odell that came out this that came out this year. And this one was thrown out there. I took a chance on, on, on searching a little bit more, and it gave. And I'm really glad that I did because I was able to dive way deeper into this story, and I really had a good time doing it. Did you so. have any other final thoughts you wanted to throw out? Uh, hmm. No, I mean I think that was good. I mean I think really my my final thoughts on it are there. There's probably always more to a story. Keep looking. Okay, and we'll hit the stuff that I had planned for this right. segment in the next episode. Yeah, then. yeah, let's do that. Um, so if you guys listen to this video, like the episode, leave your guys' the thoughts below on what you guys' thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you liked, uh, if you like the story of the troll bridge, if you've heard other accounts of that, if you know of other trolls living under other bridges, oh, please yeah, tell yeah. me. Tell me if you know about that stuff. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah, please let uh, please let us know. Put that in the comments below. If you like it, leave us a like, leave us a review. Those are great things to uh, you can do to help us. Um, but until next time, guys, keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. All right, guys, we're going to slide into the Pillow Talk segment of this podcast. If you want to check out the rest of this awesome podcast, all you have to do is go over to our Patreon and sign up. For as little as a dollar a month, you get the rest of this awesome podcast, as well as bonus episodes that we put up exclusively for our patrons. And joining us the pillow talk segment today we have two special guests <gasps> two yes the first one that we have joining us as is... i act surprised although you <laughs> just look at both as, of them in the studio with us as you got is we have ellie waitley that is joining us in the studio the rare illustrious ellie waitley yep you tricked me into it again yeah that's why also you don't have camera because the only way we could get ellie to come on this morning is turning off the camera i understand i understand I, I I am not a huge fan of having of having myself seen on camera either, so I don't I don't blame you. I think she just doesn't want to do her hair this way. I no. I get it. I really don't. Okay, so you said you had some questions. For I me? did. So we were discussing um, the the Bremen troll uh, story, and during it, I discovered that there was a lot of just weird, bizarre, culty things that were described in there, and I would love to get your take on it. Okay. Particularly one. 
about there were these chicken bones being hung from the trees in a nearby area. And I don't know if you actually caught the part of our podcast where we were talking about that there was like Ku Klux Klan activity in the area as well. And I am really hoping that you're about to tell me that chicken bones will scare away Klansmen. Because if that is the case, I will go by KFC on my way home I, and hang out my front door. You know, I wish that was true. I would totally ward our house with KFC. But, um, okay. The greater ward of the colonel. Mm-hmm. Okay. It scares away trolls and Klans people. Yep. Okay, so... It was chicken bones. Chicken bones being hung. Yep, yeah, being being hung, uh, being hung in a tree near um, near this bridge. Now, keep in mind, I'm going to go down the, the list of of the paranormal phenomenon in this area: orbs, spirits, shadow people, large guys. Thank you.